0: You're listening to The Treatment Room, a safe haven for estheticians and beauty lovers alike to indulge in all things skincare. We've got a lot on the books, from interviews with experts and estheticians to sessions with me one-on-one dedicated to helping you find your glow and reach your professional potential in this ever-changing spa industry. I'm Tess and I'll be your esthetician and host. Feel free to relax, Take a deep breath and grab a comforting cup of tea. Welcome to The Treatment Room. Welcome back to The Treatment Room, everybody. It is a beautiful Sunday morning, clear skies after about a week of rain. Honestly, it has completely boosted my mood just seeing some blue in the sky. And... Welcome back to The Treatment Room, guys. I'm your host, Tess Zolli. I cannot wait for today's episode. I woke up in such a good mood. It's finally sunny after a week of rain here in the Bay Area in California, and I woke up so excited to touch base with a bunch of Esty students. We have an Esty on the Line episode today, which is a little series I now do. This is my second one. I basically feature SD students so you guys call in and get to ask me a question directly and hopefully I can provide some advice. I just remember what it was like to be an SD student and to kind of get lost in the saw sometimes and I always wish I had somebody to ask my questions too. So I truly hope this is helpful. If you ever want to be on a future SD on the line episode, leave me a little comment somewhere on social media on my Instagram page or my YouTube, and I will put you on the waiting list for which there is nobody on, but I will put you on the list for the next episode so we can keep this going. I think, I think it's a, a cool a cool way to actually like hear what you guys are going through and for me to be reminded of it because SD school seems so long ago, even though it wasn't, it's only been a few years, but I think it's a good reminder for me to remember what it's like and what you guys go through. So we have Victoria, Venus, and Samantha calling in today. I'm so excited to hear what you guys have to say. Let's get our first caller on the line. Yeah, I can hear you. Hey Venus, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm good too. Well, you are on the air. Will you tell everybody listening your name and where you go to school? So my name is Venus. Um, I live here in New York City and I'm currently studying at Christine Valmy International School. She brought aesthetics from She's from um, Romania. She actually brought the idea of aesthetics and facials and caring for your skin. And she actually, um, she's the one who paved the way for estheticians to have like a state licensing exam and actually have a physical like requirements for us to practice. So she's pretty, she's pretty iconic. My question for you is... What are your thoughts on skincare influencers and how do you think that us SDs, like new SDs can kind of tap into that niche and brand themselves as an esthetician influencer? Ooh, okay. This is such a good question and it's crazy because the word esthetician influencer was just like so not a thing a few years ago and now I feel like people are catching on because you know other people have set that example mm-hmm. and I think we should we should be the go-to's within the industry because we have that level of expertise and nothing against like beauty editors people like that or or celebrities who you know used to be the face of skincare brands but I think things are shifting in our culture as people are like more savvy about wanting the right information um, and like truly going to the experts, but okay. When it comes to how can you brand yourself as an influencer, I would honestly focus on why you want to be an influencer. Is it to educate others? Is it to inspire? Is it to inform? Is it just to be yourself and be be personal? I mean, I'm I'm more of a micro influencer, but the only way i like got started and got somewhat of a following was i mean i never thought like oh allure magazine's going to be sponsoring me in a few years like this brand is going to be sending me stuff i truly just was like i want to share in the journey i would focus on that like just truly telling stories telling where you're at because that will resonate with somebody. I honestly just like picked up my iPhone in SD school and started sharing the process. I think people like to see, they like to watch you evolve. They like to relate to certain things. So I think being an influencer really is about telling stories and connecting with human emotion. So think about, you know, like why you want that platform because when you have, you know, 20,000 followers or whatever you're, you know, kind of imagining or wanting, like, what would you do with that? The number isn't gonna mean that much to you when you get it. And for me, I've always been like, oh, I can't wait to get to 5,000 or 10,000 on YouTube. And it's like, then you you get there and it's just a number. So I would truly think about what you want to offer people and provide value is the secret. Any influencer you can think of that you look up to or you think is iconic, they probably provide you value on some level, whether it's like making you laugh or or teaching you something. So focus on the value. I think that is the way to stand out because there's a million people on Instagram. Now there's so many aestheticians on Instagram. You truly have to be yourself. And this is something I've learned I think I did it in the beginning naturally. And then I, I was overthinking, how do I do this? How do I, you know, stay successful? And the key is being yourself, being personal, sharing in those vulnerable things and truly just like getting on whatever social platform it is and talking to people like you would talk to your friends. Yeah. So that's my long winded answer. What are your thoughts? <laughs> No, I love that answer. And I, I completely, I completely agree with you. Like, I feel like it's a very oversaturated um, mm-hmm. industry. There is so many estheticians on, I mean, there's so many influences in general, especially under the skincare niche. And then if you break that even down further to the esthetician niche, there is a lot. I see so many. So I really mm-hmm. want to try to find a way to just stand out and also Uh, just be myself. So that's, that's a big thing. And then whenever you see another esthetician doing something, I kind of think you have to do it too. So I kind of have to break myself out of that Mm -hmm. mentality and just start to just Mm -hmm. do my own thing. Do your own thing. I think we all get, can get a little caught up, like all, I'll look at other estheticians who are podcasting. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad I didn't do that in the beginning because I start comparing myself and I'm like, She's doing what I'm doing, but better. She's she's being more herself. She is putting out better, more relatable information. And yeah. you can't do that because truly there's the the one thing that I think is like a no-no that I see some people in the space or like newer SDs on Instagram doing is like copying somebody, somebody's handle, copying their their caption style, copying a post that's already been done. It's mm-hmm. like, that is the literally the worst thing you can do is regurgitate what's already out there. People, you're never going to influence people by imitating somebody else. And everyone needs to to know that they have unique strengths. You have things that I can't offer. And the only way to like attract your crowd is to be authentic. People can tell when you're just you know, relaying something that's already been done, and yeah, things are gonna overlap. But truly, I think being creative is so underrated because it's so easy to just see an idea and you know redo it. But I think the best way to build a following is truly being personal, being yourself, being unique. Um, and it's hard. It's hard to be yourself sometimes, which is <laughs> weird. Um yeah I agree but but I think it gets easier as as you keep going and um can I ask like what what do you think you are excited to kind of share or or specialize in and share Um, what do you like envision sharing with people Um, well I do really I think I really do want to specialize in skin as I was going through and learning everything I just kind of noticed like oh, when it came time to do a wax, I was like, okay, let's do a wax. And when it came time to do makeup, I'm like, okay, let's do makeup. But when it came time to like analyze the skin and look at ingredients, I would get so excited. So kind of now that I'm nearing the end and I'm like, okay, I'm starting to take a step back and think about what I really want to do and where I want to go, where I want to take this, my new career. I Mm -hmm. really do love skin. So I definitely do want to specialize in skin and I really want to help. I want to educate, but I want to educate in like a fun way. Like I don't want to be that girl that sits there that like just writes these like long lengthy captions. Like I just want to get the information out there in a fun, exciting, um, like innovative kind of way. Like I want to appeal to, to the younger
1: the Mm -hmm. younger, you
0: know, generation a lot more and get them started and get them excited about skin and taking care of our skin. And I just feel like there's so much misinformation out there. Every time I see, Mm -hmm. well, not every time, a lot of times I see, um, these influencers that are, making these recommendations and I'm just like no 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 (laughs) and it's so stressful (laughs) it's so stressful and I and I worry that how many people are are following these regimens that they're putting out there and I'm like oh god no it breaks my heart sometimes (laughs) so I really feel like (laughs) yeah I want to educate I want to educate but I don't want people to think like oh she's this like Boring girl that just talks about all the stuff you need. Like, I want to educate, but I also want to connect with people. Like, I want them to be like, This is someone that I, that is a normal person, you know? Like, she's just mm-hmm. like me. Mm-hmm. She's, she's someone I can connect to and understand to. She's not just some, you know, mm-hmm. snobby esthetician that wants to tell me about my skin. That's how I really want to, <laughs> that's what I want to appeal to. Like, I want to connect with people on a more personal level, but also give them that, that knowledge that maybe they might not have yet. Yeah. And you will, I think you will appeal to those people you want to appeal to just by being yourself. And everyone kind of has like different learning styles, different teaching styles, and you'll attract people who appreciate your teaching style. Like literally by being yourself, put it in your words, put what you're educating about in terms that are easy for you to understand um think about how you like to learn things and maybe you know you're thinking about oh this influencer is saying this. i want to educate on it maybe you make you know short little videos maybe you make igtvs or tiktoks or instagram posts or youtube videos or or podcasts kind of dissecting those things i think i think that would be really cool yeah, I, I think so, too. I love that idea. Good. Well, I'm so excited to see where where you go and, and where your education and what you want to do takes you. Um, I hope that that helped answer your question. Do you have any other questions? Oh, yeah, that helped. <laughs> that helps so much. You're always just so helpful. <laughs> Was it? Okay, good. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I really... for sure. Because what you said was like, I do times, I get it. I do sometimes struggle to like be myself. Cause I feel like when we, yeah. when we're, when we're ourselves, we're like, Oh no, like we're doing something different. We're doing something wrong. Sometimes our differences are, are, you know, looked at as maybe our flaws. So it's hard oh, to yeah. like be yourself, but that's something I have to just, you know, try to be really diligent about and, you know, not let my insecurities get the best of me. That's hard to do sometimes on Instagram and just in life, right. but especially on social yeah. media. Yeah, no, it, it really is true. And it's, I mean, it happens to me all the time. I'll post a YouTube video or whatever, some, some Instagram story where I was like caught, I was in the moment and I was being myself. And then I'm like, You know, sitting in bed, whatever. Eleven thirty. I'm like, (laughs) to myself, like, yeah. Vulnerable, but it's. I think it's truly those moments where you are vulnerable that you like. You make a friend, you make a connection, somebody else who's like, oh, I thought I was the only one who got, you know, anxiety over new clients or or whatever it is. Um, so don't don't let the insecurities hold you back. They truly are your strengths. Like me talking about anxiety or or leaving you know my corporate job I had so much shame about about those things initially and it was honestly very freeing for me to talk about and those things are still the things that people will message me about today like thank you so much for talking about anxiety thank you for like being brave enough to leave your corporate job and do something else now I think I can do it so um I think it's just about being real and you know being human. People like to to go to those pages that remind them that that we're all human. I I think we're moving away from the influencer thing where it's like she's perfect, her life looks perfect. Like I don't want to follow those people anymore because they kind of make me feel bad. I want to follow people who are normal and human and who maybe share a passion but who feel like a friend. Yeah, I love, I love that idea because I feel like people always, everyone wants to show the good and the best, but like very few people get online and talk about the bad or talk about their struggles or talk about their issues, their insecurities. So I feel like that's so important to just shed light on those things as well and not always, I mean, it's always fun to post about the good and all these amazing things, which just, you should always share. But I feel like when you yeah. really just dig a little bit deeper and get a little bit more personal is when people really connect with you. Yes. Yeah. People, I think a lot, I think we're over kind of the surface level, like, you know, Instagram page that looks like a Pinterest board. We're kind (laughs) of over that. And like, we crave meaningful relationships. And I think that is, is going to allow you to stand out and cultivate truly like meaningful relationships and friendships. I would focus on that like connecting with the emotion because and and being yourself and and doing it because it's it's fun and like enriching for you because when you're starting out a new page it can be a little bit of like a slow climb for a while so if you're not truly like enjoying the process and getting something out of it going to get bored and a year is going to go by and you're going to be like I'm not an influencer yet like I'm going to stop don't stop yeah. keep going share the process and and if you need to take a break because it's like not fun or you're just thinking of it as a job take breaks um and and I don't know just share the process <laughs> yeah yeah it's it should be fun I sometimes I find when it's becoming a little stressful I'm like okay I'm doing this wrong like this shouldn't be this should be fun like this should be something that I get excited to do when I you know wake up and I'm gonna go post a post a picture or post a story like it should be fun it should be exciting so sometimes it it feels that way sometimes and then I take a step back and I take a little bit of a break because social media can be overwhelming sometimes so oh my gosh so overwhelming and yeah, it's like, I also try to not, um, I think it's normal to feel competitive sometimes, mm-hmm. but I think you also have to remember, like, nobody else is comparing you, like, I don't think somebody is, like, sitting down trying to decide, like, should they follow tests, or should they follow the Dallas aesthetician or the modern aesthetician they're going to follow everyone who makes them feel you know good and and like they can relate to somebody and like they're getting some value out of it um so i don't think we need to compare ourselves because nobody else is and and yeah like i don't know and I think when you're enjoying it and you're just like putting information out there with nothing but good intentions, I think truly it will come back to you and and just be patient with it. And um, I think it's definitely something that takes time. Like we see people like gain a ton of followers overnight, but that's not most people. Like for me, I've never really had like a viral video, I've had things do well, but like it's been a pretty consistent climb. Um and again, I think like sharing 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 the journey, not waiting to feel like you're like this perfect polished esthetician. Because when I do come out with a skincare line or something that's super shareable, it's like it's exciting because people have seen me be that girl, you know, in class filming on her iPhone. It's like it's it's cool to see the journey it's cool to see the Dallas esthetician like have her have her spa and, and brick and mortar thing and then see her have a podcast um and then go see her her treatment room and her stock room cuz i know she's wanted that like i think bringing people with you so they feel like your wins are kind of a win for them too and make them feel like she's doing it i can do it yeah I, I agree with that a lot because, especially for me, because I'm start I'm starting now, so I'm in the very beginning of my journey, Goodness. and I want people to follow me through along my journey and see yeah. how you know far I've come and when I finally get to that place, you know, it's a little intimidating going out there because there's big, you know, like you said, the Dallas esthetician, the modern esthetician, you, Renee Raleau, <laughs> like all these big names. Yeah. It can be intimidating. But I'm starting, you know, I'm starting at the bottom and I'm gonna work my way up and people are gonna follow along on my journey. And I'm, you know, just gonna pave the way for that next generation of estheticians. And I hope that one day, you know, five, 10, 15 years from now, someone finds my Instagram or my um, social media and it's and it gets value from me you so will as long as you are being yourself providing value um, you're going to be absolutely incredible I think like your generation has so much potential because you've truly grown up with the social media like some of us older us <laughs> dudes, like we haven't had so you guys are truly like so savvy yeah. Um, you have so much so much to offer and I think there's always room for somebody else at the table you know as long as you are being yourself so I'm truly so excited to see what you do Venus it's going to be it's going to be awesome yes thank you so much I'm so excited I'm so excited for you can you tell everybody um, the name of your page so so they can follow you now Yes, I am Venus the SD on Instagram, SD with an I. (laughs) Perfect. Hold up, guys. I want to take a quick little break to thank Gemist. So I have been struggling for the past couple months in finding a shampoo and conditioner that works for me. I feel like my hair has just not been acting right. She hasn't been herself. I don't know what it is. It's like it feels like it had so much buildup. It had no volume. It was lacking shine and just kind of lackluster. And I felt like I would wash my hair and there would still be buildup. And I don't know what was going on. I was trying masks. I was trying clarifying shampoos, more gentle products. I am always preaching about finding the skincare routine that is personalized for you Same thing goes for your hair care. Don't just follow what your friend is doing because what's right for them is probably not going to be right for you. So I highly encourage you to take Gemist's two-minute little quiz, and their fancy algorithm will match you with the perfect salon quality shampoo and conditioner for you and your concerns. Gemist offers a science-based algorithm that makes recommendations based on your personal hair data, which is so cool. And this is exactly what I do with my clients. I take in all of their concerns and try to match them with the perfect routine. So it was really fun to get the same treatment in return for my hair care. Gemist offers free returns. You can try it risk-free for 30 days and their ingredients are quality, you guys. They are free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, never tested on animals, the sulfates are major. I notice with a lot of my clients who use sulfates in their hair products suffer from pomade acne, which can be those little tiny breakouts on their forehead. It can present on their neck and their back. So if that's something you are experiencing, I highly encourage you to find a sulfate-free hair care system such as Gemist. These are salon quality products and my hair truly does feel like I just went to the shampoo bowl and got my hair done. My hair feels silky, soft, but it has volume and that's what I was really struggling with finding the hydration without weighing my fine bleached hair down. Right now you can give Gemist a try and get 20% off their shampoo and conditioner subscription. Just visit gemist.com to get your personalized recommendations. We're all about the personalization in the beauty industry and you can enter treatment at checkout for 20% off. You'll get free two day shipping. That is gemist.com G E M M I S T.com and enter code treatment at checkout to get the best hair of your life. Okay, amazing! Thank you so much for coming on. I hope that was helpful. I feel like it's something a lot of SDs, um, yeah, are thinking about now, and it's it's a great way for your business to to grow yeah. as well in the future. I mean, if I hadn't thought about like how I could connect or educate within the SD community, I wouldn't have the clients I have today. So I think social media truly, like, it is so important. Um, Your head is in the right space. I mean, there's, and just to quickly mention, I mean, there's obviously things you can do. You can research algorithms. There's things, you know, that, um, that experts will say about growing your Instagram, do these things. You, you want to have a theme in your page. You want to, um, you know, go on go on live, you want to post to your page three times a week, you wanna use reels, um, use the features of different yeah. use different platforms to leverage each other. YouTube has leveraged my Instagram, all of those things have allowed me to have a podcast. Um, So there's of course, like the technical things and there's social media classes available. I know Alyssa Kay Aesthetics has an Instagram class about how to grow your Instagram. So there's lots of um, logistical things, but I think at the end of the day, being yourself, being authentic, being personal, sharing in your highs and lows, providing value. To me, that is a secret sauce. Yes, that is the secret. Thank you so much for letting me um, ramble and and listening. It was so much fun talking. Yes, thank you so much for having me on here and giving me the opportunity to speak with you. Of course. Please don't hesitate to reach out if you need anything in the future. I'll let you know when our little episode is live. And thank you so much, Venus. Keep in touch and take care. Yes, I definitely will. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye Venus. What, what is your name and what school do you go to for everybody listening? Um, I haven't actually started school yet. I've been thinking about going to, um, there's a few in New Jersey, okay. so I haven't started. It's, I'm more, and especially since it's COVID, like I have, I need to look into if, like which ones are doing online. Oh, or yeah, park. Totally. And my name is Samantha. <laughs> okay awesome do you have a question you wanted to ask um yes how did um your parents um take um like learning like when you told them that you wanted to go to school for being an esthetician Mm -hmm. especially like how you were you went to school for something different and had a career that was totally different like how did they react and um like respond to you telling them this yeah That's a really good question. Um, So yeah, so as you touched on, I actually went to like a four-year university for a completely different job. I wanted to be a magazine journalist, which to be honest, my, I mean, my mom understood because she was an English teacher, but my dad never really got it. So I definitely had that pressure, like Ever since I was really young, my dad was always like, "What are you gonna do? Like, what do you want to be?" And I think, like a lot of parents, it like comes from a place of love and them wanting to wanting you to have your best life possible. And your parents just have a very realistic view of like what it takes to make it in this world and and the finances you need. Um, but I think for a lot of people, yeah, it's like it's kids feel or or young adults feel this pressure from their parents as far as what to do um what they're going to do with their life so honestly my dad never really like understood the writing thing he I love my dad we have a great relationship but he never um like he never thought any job I got was like I don't wanna say good enough, but he was always kinda of like, That's not gonna like be mm-hmm. good enough. And I was, you know, making whatever, seventy-five, eighty thousand at a desk job, and he was, you know, just very realistic. Like, that's that's tough to to get by in this world, especially in California, in the Bay Area. Um so when I decided I wanted to go to esthetician school, he wasn't <laughs> he I think a lot like a lot of parents he didn't totally understand um, what that means in this world now I think a lot of parents you know have the idea that it's a very low-paying job where um, you know you're just giving these services and maybe making like a minimum wage which I think it has come so far since then and I, I want more parents to understand that estheticians, especially solo estheticians, are way more in control of how much they make and their salary than a lot of traditional jobs. Um, So how I kind of like made it work was I had another job and I, I had to be financially stable Um, while I was going to school and I think I think it's going to be different for everybody Um, do you mind if I ask like what is your scenario what are your parents specific concerns for you um yeah so my scenario is kind of similar like I went to school for like communications like journalism Mm -hmm. like a similar like Mm -hmm. track and I've been trying to do like marketing and like Right before COVID, like I, I finally got like a night, like a, like a dream job almost, and then lost mm-hmm. it because of COVID. Mm-hmm. But I've always like been scared, and like I've been looking mm-hmm. more into the going. And I've to- yeah. I've told my mom before, like probably like more than six months ago, I first told her about it, and like started crying because I was just like so afraid of what mm-hmm. they were gonna say. Because mm-hmm. yeah, same thing. Like I think they're they're more concerned with yeah, like the realistic aspect of the yeah. job, money and yeah. stuff. So like this this is like a total like 180 because it's like something I would hope like I I imagine myself loving to do Mm -hmm, compared mm -hmm. to just going to work like nine to five and then you know being okay of course like you know either liking or or tolerating it but not like completely loving it so I haven't yeah my mom and I've told her you know you know like oh, what I would, with school, I was looking about out, and things like that, but I haven't told my dad, and that's the scary part, because he's, yeah, I think the one that is, like, yeah, like, your dad, like, they uh-huh. don't understand it, so, like, it's going to be hard to explain. <laughs> yeah, I get it. It's, it's definitely tough, and um, I think I had to kind of prepare myself knowing, like, my dad probably never is going to get it. Like, to be honest, like sometimes he thinks I'm a dermatologist. I'm not even kidding. Like (laughs) he'll be like, I have this mole. Like what, what, like, is it cancer? I'm like, dad, I'm not a dermatologist. Like he does not get it fully. Mm -hmm. Um, And like when I was working in a treatment room, I would come home and he'd be like, did you have fun today? Like, you know, and I'm like, it it's fun but like it's also like really hard work i'm not like getting the services like i'm performing them um but you know like truly there is so much more opportunity these days for estheticians because of the internet um there are so many examples of successful estheticians and i'm i'm i want to be straight like when we're talking about the dallas esthetician or um Shani Darden like high profile celebrity estheticians that's not that's probably not going to be everyone but is Mm -hmm. there an opportunity for you to support yourself and have your own business if you want it bad enough if you're excited about it if you're willing to work hard every day absolutely I think thinking about the job I was in and like the potential of of where I could have gone um like in in the magazine world, in celebrity entertainment. Honestly, I feel like there was kind of a cap on it. And I remember being at my desk job and looking around at the higher ups, looking at my, like my boss, looking at the people who kind of ran the show. And I was like, do I want their job? No, like that's literally the last, like I could not be more miserable. They look Mm -hmm. miserable. Like I'm already feeling burnt out because at the end of the day, like I come home and nothing against desk jobs. It works for some people, but I think for me, I'm such a, like, I don't know. I, I'm like a very sentimental person. If I don't feel like I'm making a change, like on a personal level, and I'm literally just like writing a story every day or like writing out tweets, um, writing Instagram captions. Like, I'm, I'm going to go to bed and just, like, not feel anything special at all. I'm way more likely to burn out in five years like I did versus me actually, like, feeling like I have something of my own. I feel like I have clients that rely on me and, like, adore me and love me and look to me for advice. That is so much more um, motivating and fueling. And it's it makes me want to work harder for them and my business because it's mine and nobody else's. Um, every day so I just feel like I mean and I didn't think this was possible but I'm already matching the salary I would have made at a desk job it's you truly you have to believe in yourself and you it's it's good to value your parents opinion but you can't let
1: let Mm -hmm. anybody
0: dictate your life and I know that's tough because it's like they're your parents maybe they maybe you live with them it's so circumstantial, but I think when they see you believe in yourself and you're like, you're truly not willing to do anything else. Like when you get to that point, it'll be so clear that you don't even have another option. Like I, I couldn't go back to my other job. Like I literally physically like hit that wall where I was like, I can't go another day in this office, you know? Mm-hmm. So for me, just like, I didn't even have a choice at a certain point, And I just had to follow what excited me like few things i think there's few things in life that are going to like light your fire and get you so excited and you should pursue those things you have all the resources now to to promote your business and market it just with instagram or tiktok it's absolutely crazy so the potential for you to to advertise your business is like just so readily available whereas 20 years ago like you know, a little spa in the middle of the country, like really could only rely on word of mouth. There's so much more available to us as estheticians now. And there are so many more ways to brand yourself, to work with other brands. Now that we're looked at as experts within the industry, I think it used to be like uh, people really valued beauty editors and whatever, celebrities. Now it's like brands want to work with estheticians. They want, they want true experts. and it's a very um incredible thing to to feel confident about your services and price them where you feel fair and know you're taking home all of that money. so I can make as I can make what i you know as much as I want within reason each day if I want to take four or five clients, I can if I want to take one I can um, so I think <laughs> what I'm trying to say is the happier you are and the more passionate about something, the more potential you have to succeed. If you're kind of burning out and getting the vibe like, I'm going to be over this, like I'm exhausted just mentally because I'm not like passionate. I think you can only go so far. Does that help? Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) Okay, good. I want to make sure I help. I know it's like a a really touchy um, subject Mm -hmm. with parents. I think Gary V also, I really leaned into listening to him a lot when I was kind of on the fence. Um, Listening to him really helped as well. And just having that message drilled in my head, like happiness is what is going to pay off and make you successful. You just, you can't thrive and nobody wants to um, get services or hire somebody who's just not so excited about it. Like, mm-hmm. so I hope, I hope that, I hope that makes sense. Maybe you can show your dad um, examples of successful mm-hmm. people in the industry, what they're doing. And maybe if he's like very, like a numbers logistics kind of guy, maybe you make a PowerPoint or make a plan, which is kind of what I did Um I had to make a plan for how I was going to work another job while in school I truly went to school just thinking like of it as a hobby I didn't have any expectation for what was going to come of it because you don't know if you're gonna like it or not I just had an mm-hmm. idea I might like it um, so I had to support myself while I went to school um, I was able to get um, a lot of my tuition covered and and pay for my tuition and get um, get scholarships for that. So that really helped. Um, And I kind of made a plan again, as far as how I would support myself. And there was that kind of like awkwardness, like what's gonna happen after school because I really didn't know. So I had to have that backup thing going. And I know not everyone does that, but a lot of SD students will have another job um, while they're in aesthetic school and i think it's okay if it's just something you're pursuing as an idea like truly it was kind of just like an option for me and then after mm-hmm. school i loved it so much i was like i i just have to pursue this and i knew that and my parents had to accept that so i think i think when they see you, hopefully when they see you getting excited about it and also being practical i think i think and I I hope they will support you in that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Thank yeah, you so much. So, <laughs> yeah, you're so welcome. Do you have any any other questions? Um. Yeah, I um, mean, yeah, this one I'm, I came up off the top yeah. of my head. I don't know if you want to include it or not, but um. Yeah. Um. How often do you run into like stressful situations when you're like like working with? Um, patients because or you know people who are getting these Mm -hmm. services done because I feel like yeah I I know for a fact like people who do the you know microneedling the the things that are like more like Mm -hmm. take more training you know those you know comes with more responsibility like I feel like I'm I know myself and I'm I can get very anxious and I don't want to you know appear to that way if I if Mm -hmm. I do pursue pursue this I don't want to be you know nervous or anxious like doing like a, a treatment that could be like you know pretty intense like you know you don't want to mess it up is what I'm saying like have you ever mm-hmm. experienced that and like how do you um how do you deal with that Ooh, great question I'm you're talking to like the most anxious person of life uh, yeah um so yeah I think that's one of the reasons the career has led to so much like Personal growth for me it is a people facing job um, and I'm somebody who I used to consider myself extremely shy very socially anxious like a little socially awkward like high nerves um, like I don't know so maybe maybe you relate to that but I think it has helped me um, helped me in, in so many ways to kind of confront those things and I've had to to think about what can I do? Like, what are strategies I can do to overcome this? I mean, I've I've been in therapy. There's a lot of tools um, such as grounding, really kind of like rooting yourself in your body, um, holding on to, you know, things around you, literally like gripping your desk is a method of grounding counting backwards um in numbers so there's different like little techniques i will i will do but truly like the repetition of being put in those situations has only made me a better person Mm -hmm. Um, and i think like even just being a little i don't know being yourself like people will be attracted to you because you are you you are samantha you are authentic it's okay to feel not the most confident um, in the beginning and you will gain confidence and that will help you help you as a person i mean it does truly take training and practice to get services down and yeah it's um i was talking about this with my hairdresser a while back like she was saying i could never do what you do because people are like (laughs) people are are expecting a certain result And all skin is different. And I was like, I mean, I could never, I feel like I couldn't do what you do because they're looking, they're waiting to be turned around and look at the mirror and maybe they don't like it. Mm -hmm. Um, But you just, you get confident in your craft. And I mean, yeah, the confidence that comes with time and there are high risk things. So I think it's always, always better to under treat than over treat. I mean, if you're working with chemical peels, you wanna work within a treatment plan that um, is is gradual enough and like sort of a step up each time where you're not like, you don't have so much guesswork. Things like microneedling, um, yeah, risky in certain senses, you don't wanna do it on somebody who's contraindicated, meaning somebody who's not supposed to have that service. Like say, for example, you're working with a really dark skin type, they wouldn't want to have like a super high heat laser or a super, super intense extractions or a crazy chemical peel, because they're more prone to trauma mm-hmm. and pigmentation and all that. But you will learn that in school. You will understand like, yeah, there's going to be a little bit of a risk with anything. Um, and and that happens, but you learn to work within your scope, work, work in ways that are, you know, relatively safe for the client um, and minimize your risk. Based on you know making good decisions in the treatment room, which is based off of um, what you will learn in school, please let me know how everything works out um, with your family. Keep me posted if you decide to pursue aesthetics. Um, I think you'll be amazing as long as you can be yourself and yeah, I just know that your happiness truly is so important, um, so I, I want that for you. Thank you. You're so welcome. I hope you stay safe and um, keep in touch. I will. Thank you. Hey, yes, I can hear you.
1: Okay, great. Hey, how are you?
0: I'm good. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on and taking time out of your busy work day. Um, so tell us, okay, first off, tell us your name and where you go to school, Victoria.
1: So my name is Victoria. I go to school at uh, Rosaria Beta here in New Jersey, more specifically South Jersey. So like close to the Philadelphia area.
0: Amazing. Okay. And do you have a question you want to ask?
1: Yeah. So I was interested to know what your tips on how to get comfortable in the treatment room, once you leave school, I know it's like probably a difference touching people's faces who aren't your classmates. Um, So how do you get comfortable doing that? And um, mm-hmm. analyzing the skin and just really finding your flow as well.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Finding the flow. Okay. So. I feel like this, this advice is not anything like revolutionary, but I think what really helped me was, I really had to like get obsessed with the craft and I knew I wanted to focus on skin. So even though, I don't know if this is the case for you, but I was definitely like somebody who was timid in school and it's just like, it's something new. It's normal to be nervous. Touching somebody's face is like kind of weird. You don't do that. Right. (laughs) Right before school. So what I did, Victoria, was I would ask And I know it's crazy with COVID, but I would ask my stepmom, my sister, my friends to hop up on my couch. I would literally bring like my bowl of water, my supplies. Right. And I would just practice, practice, practice. And it's, again, not crazy advice, but it's just the repetition of doing it. And just know it is normal for it to feel. little bit weird in the beginning, you will get past that. I feel like I had honestly a year out of SD school where it was still, I was just like timid. And my first job, I didn't get that repetition and that experience. So my advice would be out of school, wherever you can find a job that's going to give you that hands on time with clients doesn't need to be the fanciest place like there's no shame in working at a chain like if i could go back i would honestly my first job it was mostly retail i was we had a, mm-hmm. a bunch of estheticians and one treatment room so i didn't get that much practice and then oh. when i went to my second job my boss was like very straight up and being like <laughs> being like you feel really timid to touch my face. And it took me a while to shake that because again, I didn't have enough experience and I just had to do it over and over again. And then one day it will happen for you. She was like, your timidness is gone because the worst thing for a client to feel is like that shaky, shaky feeling where you're like, I'm scared to touch their face. Don't be scared and it helped to have somebody be like, I can tell you're scared, like, go for it. I want to feel the pressure. It's not like you're like overdoing it with pressure, but like you really, somebody doesn't want to feel this like light feathery, like scared touch. Like they want to feel some pressure. So you will get it. And another tip I would say I have is to learn one massage routine you don't have to be the fanciest at all like I would watch there's like a Dermalogica Mm -hmm. YouTube video about giving uh, a European facial I think that we all I don't know about about everyone's school but we learned that in my school and honestly I had that in my my back pocket once I learned that routine when I was nervous in the treatment room I had that to default to. It was almost like muscle memory. So I would say don't get overwhelmed thinking you have to know a million fancy things. Your client is not going to... You know, they're not going to be thinking she did that last time, like she did that on the last person. Like, they don't know, they just want somebody to rub their face, honestly. And, like, yeah, for for you to be comfortable doing it. So, I would focus on learning one basic routine. A basic routine can feel amazing, like, so don't underestimate that. Um, Do you feel like that answers your question? Do you have any thoughts?
1: No, that definitely does, Um, and it feels like I'm on the right path in, because that's what I'm, like, so excited. Like, I got a little, like, massage bed on Amazon, had my, like, Uh my second room little set up for my friends and family to just start practicing on them, Um, because that's how it is. I'm pretty... um, I would say it's not even that I'm not comfortable in school doing it. It's like, I'm always thinking about what they're thinking. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, uh-huh. are they thinking it's weird that I'm just touching like their face and everything? <laughs> so as I get into it, I get a little more comfortable. But in that beginning, I'm always like, oh my gosh, what are they thinking? So no, that uh-huh. was really good.
0: I know what you mean. Honestly, try to like step outside of that and truly just like yeah. focus on your your hands on their face and like what you're feeling, like think about the texture, like focus on one movement at a time. Sometimes I would I would like count down a rhythm. I would get so Mm -hmm. into it that I'm not judging myself on the outside. And think about when you get a facial, when you get to lie down on that bed, you're just so happy to be there. You're like, this already feels amazing. I'm just lying down. Like- (laughs) They just truly want somebody to rub their face. So don't put too much pressure on yourself. Relax. Have fun. Like you're finally going to school to yeah. to do what you want to do. So just enjoy it. And just know they're so happy to be there. They're not judging you. Nobody's judging you. So don't you don't need yeah. to judge yourself.
1: Yeah. I like that you said it was an art because that's how it feels like you're doing magic with your fingers. So. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So honestly, watch as many videos as you can. I love that you have the room set up, like you're already yeah. going above and beyond. You're going to get so comfortable and you're going to find your flow. It's going to click. And once it clicks, yeah. it's going to be like that. And that's such a, it's such an amazing feeling and it'll just stay with you. So I mean, it's normal, even, I think, even, like, really experienced SDs, like, we have those Mm -hmm. little new client nerves, those little jitters, like, I don't know this person, I hope they like (laughs) me, they're gonna love you, so just, just be confident, and know that they're happy to be there.
1: Thank you, it's really good advice, I'm just, I'm excited to just start, so, Yeah. Hopefully around springtime, we get our student permit. So then Uh actually, I don't know if it's like that in every state, but New Jersey, you can start working after your 300 hours. Um, So I'm really excited and looking forward to that. So that's what I'm like preparing for.
0: That is amazing. That's great because you're just going to get that, that hands-on experience. And I think the best thing, the best thing for me Mm -hmm. was when I started at the spa. We had like two, I think two weeks of like bringing in friends and family kind of practicing because I was so new. And then I just, I got, I had clients on the books and I had to do it. Like sometimes it's just like putting the bandaid off, like
1: you're going
0: to do it either way. And um, you're just going to get better and better as you go. So
1: I love that
0: you're just going for it.
1: Yeah. And it's definitely less pressure because where I'm actually very, very lucky, especially in the middle of a pandemic to have my job lined up. I actually work at the front desk massage NB. So once okay. I do get my student permit, I can move on to the back and start facial. So I'm like, at least the environment will be familiar to me. Right. So that'll be like, that's like, that's, you know, gives a little more comfortability. Um, and then, yeah, just getting in there and doing it
0: exactly i th- i love that i think having an environment you're comfortable in is so huge so yeah. just being immersed in that already you kind of already have a feel for what's on the menu what clients mm-hmm. look for and like so you're just going to be put into literally the most ideal scenario right. um, you're gonna be amazing I'm so thank happy you. for you yes, thank you so congratulations. much congratulations of course Victoria where can people find you maybe on Instagram or or any page like that you want to shout out go ahead
1: yeah um I have my esthetician page and it's at the esthetician Tori and that's Tori with an I T-O-R-I Perfect. So professional. I'll make sure Thanks. to
0: put that in the show notes so everybody can find you and follow you. Thank you so much for calling in.
1: Amazing. Thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> You're
1: welcome. I hope you have a great day. and. Let's talk soon. Keep me posted. Yes, I definitely will. Thanks so much. I i mean, I've been listening to this podcast since I decided to go to school and I'm so happy I found you first on YouTube.
0: Um, oh my and it's gosh. just been,
1: I'm like excited every week when you come out with something.
0: Oh, no way. That means the world. Thank you so, so much. It's, it's honestly the best feeling for me. I wake up so excited to, to be able to connect with you guys and these are my favorite episodes now yeah. because I get to be reminded of like how it feels and we all go through our little struggles and, and right. mental blocks. So um, you're not alone at all. And I just know you're going to be amazing. I can't wait to see
1: how you are in a year or two. Oh, thank you so much. I will definitely keep you updated on everything.
0: Okay, sounds good. Thank you so much,
1: Victoria.
0: You take care
1: Hi, right. have a good day.
0: Alrighty guys, I think I'm gonna wrap up the episode here. I had so much fun talking to all you future SDs. And I wanted to give a huge shout out to everybody who called in. I know it can be a little intimidating to call into a podcast, but thank you so much for taking the time to talk. I feel like it is the best way to provide value to those listening, to answer the questions that are on your minds and to just let everybody know these things we feel and experience and worry about, you are so not alone. And that is truly the entire point of why I do what I do and why I offer the community that I do. But thank you guys so much for listening. If you got value from this episode or if you've ever gotten value from any of my episodes, it would mean so much if you left me a little five-star review on iTunes. It goes a long way. Thank you guys so much for listening. You know where to find me if you have questions or you just want to chat at my SD Tessa on Instagram and TikTok at Tess Zolly on YouTube. I think that's all I have. Thank you guys again. And I will talk to you in the next episode.